0: All right. Okay, this should get fun. Because
1: I'm in a weird mood and I'm about to have coffee. I'm in a
2: weird mood too. Okay, so how do you want to do your. Uh, how do you want to do your. your PSA. Your PSA.
1: I don't know now. Well. I. Okay, I don't. I don't know.
2: will just speak from the heart.
1: Okay, do you want me to start now? Sure. Okay. I don't. God damn.
2: Dear listeners.
1: Christina has. A please chance.
2: remember, while celebrating Halloween this year... <laughs>
1: okay, okay, no, I, I can do it now. Okay. Okay. Um, so, I just really want us to talk about mental health in this time of year. It can be ridiculously hard for anybody who has a mental illness that is depicted as like demonic possession. Yeah, Tammy. Or ghosts, or were they anything where you see hallucinations? In media, all you see it in is horror stories. Yeah, and that's true. And it can be absolutely terrifying when you're diagnosed with something that all you know is the horror stories of it. And I just want everyone to know that you're not alone and that mental illness is scary, but it's not a horror story. Mm -hmm. It is existence and there are people who share that with you. And then if you reach out, there will be support for you. And you're not alone. And this is coming from someone who has a mental illness that has never not been depicted (laughs) in a horror story (laughs) so i know the
2: night is young
1: yes very true i'll hide
2: the knives and the egg yeah
1: and also if if you know there's there some of these stories that we're going to be sharing around this campfire might be about some horrible things so if you're not in a place to listen to that
0: you mean stories that you're sharing?
1: Exactly, stories that I'm sharing. <laughs> They're really dark. Okay. So if you're not in a place to listen to that, come back when you are. Because <laughs> I love you and I care about you.
2: Oh, boy. All right, let's do this.
3: Greetings, boys and girls. It's your friend, the Crypt Keeper, And I, too, took a left at the valley. <gasps>
4: I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists, you know, we don't have non-astrologers and all that, but with the religious people taking over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm proud
5: to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen, I call it how I see it, I say it's ignorance and you just call it faith and unsubstantiated claims, that's something to be.
2: Welcome to Ghost in the Valley My name is Kevin, and I tell you that if you divide the circumference of a jack-o'-lantern by its diameter, you get pumpkin pie (laughs) Joining me as usual is the haunting team, whose cobwebs are mostly decorative Mostly Mostly
1: I like little ambiance.
2: <laughs> she was referring to Petrified Wood when she said she had a Halloween boner. Nancy. Oh.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and someone rolled her eyes at her and she decided to keep him. Christina. Well,
1: I have to have a matching pair mm-hmm. of every color. I can't believe you. Exactly.
2: And she crossed Bambi with a ghost. Now she's got bamboo.
0: <laughs> <Kristen>. <laughs> That would make a pretty adorable pet. That would be so cute. <laughs> a
2: little
6: baby fawn ghost oh, that can, like, walk through
0: walls. You just
2: ruined the whole Santa's moment. Thank so you so cute. much. Thank you so much for ruining the moment.
0: Hey, we did warn you, we're both in really
2: weird moods, so. <laughs> Welcome to Ghost of the Valley 2019.
1: Ooh. It's fun sitting around the campfire. It is. It's toasty. Except it's not fun when the smoke gets blown in your face. Well, come sit on my side. It's clear. But I like cursing over here.
2: (laughs) Oh, thank you. My favorite time of year and probably my favorite show of the year as well. I love Halloween. What does Halloween mean for you guys? What do you guys think?
1: Oh, it it has a fun history with me. Because growing up in the (laughs) religious family I went lived in, we Halloween was not a very um, appreciated holiday. Mm. I can't
0: imagine why.
1: <laughs> like we did trick or treating sometimes, um, but you know we dressed up as like princesses and a my, oh my best Halloween costume was a an elephant. Oh. It was too big for me, so it like went over my face. It was adorable.
0: That's adorable. I was like
1: five. <laughs> um, but but yeah, we never did any decorations. We barely did like pumpkins and usually then it was only if we did them at church mm. then we brought them home. Yeah, it wasn't actually until I became an atheist that Halloween took on such a fun time for me because then I actually enjoyed how like horror movies because I wasn't like, oh, demons are real, they're going to eat me. So then I was able to watch them with Um, Like, the ability to, like, not be terrified, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. still experience the feelings of being terrified.
2: I remember when you first came on this podcast, and you said your favorite holiday of the year was Christmas. And then a couple years down the road, you said Halloween.
1: Yep, it is right now, Halloween. Her conversion to the dark side is complete. (laughs) Some, I still enjoy Christmas. Oh Sometimes. yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah.
2: what's not to enjoy about Christmas
1: when I don't have to spend it with my family? <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: We kind of just go for the food, and then that's about yeah. it.
1: We we come we go after everyone's left just yes. to pillage the food. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Plus, Hall- yeah. Halloween really is a time where you
6: can just let it all out.
2: Yes, it's, mm-hmm. it's the one Whatever time of year you, you can actually play dress up and not look weird about it. It's exactly. <laughs> the one time Kevin
0: can go out in public without wearing a mask. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's correct. And thank you so much for acknowledging that.
6: Yeah, he puts on his costume as a reasonable human being and we don't know it's him. Exactly.
2: <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of funny because it reminds me that um, years ago, the late Michael Jackson was, remember like Michael Jackson in the 80s, he did like a thriller, right? And yeah. it was a huge, Iconic huge Iconic song. He tried to repeat that with a video called Ghost. And, Wait, and really? his Yeah. And in, in his video, he plays the role of a old, fat white man berating himself, right? And so he had the prosthetics on, he completely disappears underneath the costume, right? And he said when he was done when he was done with, with, with shooting the video, he went to Disneyland in the costume, oh. and he spent the day sitting on a bench at Disneyland, watching people walk by. Nobody knowing it was Michael Jackson on the bench,
1: and he didn't even get choked up by the police. No, <laughs> wow.
2: And he, and uh, I felt sad for the man because at, at the same time he said it was one of his best days ever. Well, why would to you feel sad? He, he was
6: doing it. As an experiment to see
2: what would happen. Yeah, he just wanted that little freedom and being yeah. able to belong in a crowd exactly. without being. He Michael wanted Jackson. to disappear
6: for once in his life, and he did. He did.
2: So I, I thought it was an interesting story, something that we take for granted that somebody that we oh would like to have some fame, I guess. But anyway, I digress.
1: I like. Not having fame, yeah, fame sucks. to some
2: extent. Uh, so today we'll have a nice light show. We'll do a virtual campfire. This one is some...
6: horror, a nice light show, <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> only at left of the valley. <laughs> we, is that a truism?
2: We get some spooky stories. Not much going on there, so I guess. Uh, but of course, by uh, by popular demand, I guess we have to go and say, you know what. We gotta do Nancy's top ten, right, guys? Yeah, we do. You You gotta top ten for us.
1: not have Nancy's top ten. So my
6: top ten. Actually, I do have ten. This is not the right music. (laughs) I'm I'm going to do seven of the ten, and then I'll refer to the three because these are the spookiest, scariest places on earth to go to celebrate Halloween or any time you want to feel creepy. So here we go. All right. Whatever the nature of the flesh, the spirits of the dead, rake in very real profits when it comes to sightseeing. So these, believe it or not, some of them are really good tourist um, destinations because people love to be scared. Yep, they do. So here we go. And this is, um, these are in no particular order. They're just in a list. So in South Korea... There is a town called, I'm going to mess it up, gyeonggi South Korea, and it's the Gonjim Psychiatric Hospital. So the story of this abandoned psychiatric hospital reads like a textbook plot of a horror film. According to local legend, all good things start with according to a local legend. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we know we do. know this is legit. According to a local legend, patients started dying mysteriously at the hospital some ten years ago, eventually forcing its closure. It's now an abandoned dirty building with only the most disturbing remnants of its former life, such as rusted wire fences and disintegrating examination chairs. Mm. The hospital is famed as one of South Korea's three major haunted sites, the others being a duck haunted house uh, where there are ghosts that are supposed to be there from the Korean War and there's another Newbom Gardens, which is a former restaurant where it said that you can still hear the sound of dishes being washed in the kitchen. <laughs> so that's a really good place to go for a scare. This is a, here's a really, really creep. that didn't creep you out, here we go. This is the Sedlec Ossuary, and it's a small Roman Catholic chapel in Sedlec, Czech Republic. Mm. It also contains the skeletal remains of about 40,000 human beings dispersed throughout the interior. Oh my gosh! Here we go in artistically arranged design. Oh, this is the place Ooh. for me! Oh my gosh, I oh want to go. My... That actually
0: sounds really cool. That
6: sounds uh, yeah, so, so cool. The... The most notable creations is made, made that's made up of human bones are the chandeliers. There's Ooh. one huge chandelier in the center of the room, and the coat of arms of the Schwarzenbergs, who were uh, oh. in the history of the Czech Republic.
2: I love it already.
6: Yeah, and also some of the bohemian aristocrats mm. so bones it, are there That's they're, awesome. <laughs> they're made of bones it's not difficult to let your imagination no i was joking no. that the yeah.
1: aristocrats bones were there <laughs> yeah
6: i mean you have to wonder what kind of sick mind conceived that such a thing as a chandelier of human bones but actually the motive is is kind of benign they didn't have a lot of room where they had all these bones so the decision was made to save space and arrange them <laughs> artistically. So the, the the bones are from devout Roman Catholics all over Europe who wanted to be buried there after the Abbot of Celdic went on a pilgrimage in 1278. That's how far back mm. this goes. So um, at
1: least they were volunteer bones.
6: <laughs> yeah, so
2: volunteer bones.
6: So there were so many. <laughs> there were so many that wanted to be. Um, buried in this chapel, it was turned into an ossuary, and the remains of the previously buried were dug up and rearranged in the 16th century. So if anybody wants to go see bones arranged in artistic shapes... That sounds actually really cool. That's a place for you to go. So here... This is a weirdie. This is the Akaduwasa Fetish Market in Lome, Togo. So a fetish market is a haven for do for voodoo pra, uh, practitioners. Mm-hmm. So the fetishes are talismans that are used in voodoo healing like crocodile heads, chimpanzee hands, cobra's bones, lots of bones. Mm-hmm. Just like the first story, these are things that you can't miss out on. If you want to do voodoo, so all of these things are sold as ingredients to be ground up, mixed with herbs, and cooked over a fire. And this is a place that that makes the market one big pharmacy for do for voodoo practitioners and while there's really nothing bad about it it um, may be difficult to keep your cool amongst tables that are piled high with desiccating grinning heads of cheetahs hyenas unidentifiable vague humanoid skulls laid Mm. out like melons in the grocery store (laughs) so you've got to have a pretty strong stomach yeah you know and there are tours available at most of these places believe it or not tours are available so,
1: this is. I would actually be really sad because I'm like, all oh, those animals probably did not die peacefully.
3: Oh. <laughs> yeah.
6: So here's 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 one that's creepy in a totally different way, La Isla de las Muñecas, which means the Isle of the Dolls. Okay, and this would be
1: amazing and creepy.
6: It is. It, it's very morbid. Um, and a, the man who created it, Don Julian Santana, lived as a hermit on this island for about 50 years. He died in 2001. And during his time, he amassed an impressively ghastly collection of dismembered broken dolls, and he hung them on tree branches around the island. Nice. And they still hang like sacrifices. Oh, nice. That's yeah, only slightly really... terrifying. The, the, the funny thing is, is that it looks really disturbing, But the backstory has some sweetness to it, and that's what makes it all the more creepy. Um, There are several versions of how it started. But Don Julian dedicated the dolls to the spirit of a sweet little girl who had drowned in the canal. And whether he communicated with the spirit or whether he whether the drowned girl actually existed, he probably killed her. But if you ever want to go and see some, you know, those pictures of those dolls that have these horrible faces that you Mm -hmm, know, like kids mm -hmm. who are scared of clowns, that's it. Uh, Mm. My
1: my grandmother was obsessed with dolls, so I grew up. Yeah, maybe you can send you ever want to donate them
6: someplace now you know
0: let's not forget about the clown doll that you bought her (laughs) yeah that is now in our house
6: (laughs) okay so here's freak kirsten out (laughs) this is strange you know chernobyl yes Yes. did you know that it had an amusement park what yes yeah yes i did because
0: didn't they used to hear the like the music or whatever or they would play music while people were in there and it was just more creepy than helpful
6: yeah it's a it's now deserted, but there was an amusement park which you know can be creepy if they're abandoned but this one at Chernobyl really 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 is is creepy and hazardous so in in 1986, they had the nuclear disaster, and then the power plant closed down, and everybody evacuated, but the amusement park stayed there, and just, doesn't it sound like something out of a film? Oh, yeah. You know, you can, you know, you see the explosion, and then, you know, dust, and then the camera slowly comes in on the creaking, it's just wonderful. You can
2: probably hear the Batman and Joker in the background, too.
6: Yeah, (laughs) And, and you can go, it's, I mean, it's not, you know, you if you think it's safe, I guess it's sort of safe. You
2: know? <laughs> probably <laughs> Just not a honeymoon.
6: Have a <laughs> probably not a
2: honeymoon destination, but you know, I'm not the tourist. No, spot.
6: No. No. Um, Pog. Poviglia Island in Venice. You Ooh. don't ever think of Venice as being, no. you know, haunted. It's
2: supposed to be romantic but, in Venice.
6: Yeah, this is a. The there was a quarantine zone on this island for plague sufferers in the late 1700s, and then in the late. 1920s it became an asylum for the mentally unwell so you've got the plague you have the mentally unwell and the island allegedly is haunted by the spirits of all of the patients from the psychiatric hospital legend has it that a sadistic doctor plagued by visions of the patients he had tortured threw himself off the, off the bell tower so tours are available Anybody that wants to go? You can
2: finish with a bungee jump with the seed tower. Yeah.
6: yeah. <laughs> this, one, this one I really like, if I can pronounce it. it uh, I can pronounce the Darvaza crater, but it's the gateway to hell. Is it Turkmenistan?
3: Is that yeah, that one? sounds
6: right. Okay. That sounds right. right. And, and there's there's this crater in the Turk, Turkmenistan desert that's been burning an inferno for the past 40 years. Who mm. knew? Wow. It's officially called the Darvaza Crater, and the site is also nicknamed the Gateway or Doorway to Hell. There's no c- uh, concrete record of what exactly happened, making the fiery cavern even more intriguing, but it's said to have formed in 1971 when Soviet geologists were looking for oil and they stumbled across this cavern of natural gas, and they set a fire to it just <laughs> to avoid the spread of methane gas. Not such a... <laughs> not, not a good idea. Not such a good solution. So now it's supposed to be a really incredible sight. It's in a total wilderness and a veritable tourist attraction. If, you know, you want to go watch something that looks as though it comes up from the...
2: From the, the pits of hell?
6: Have you ever... I've never heard of that at all. No, I have, no, no. Right. All of these would be fabulous films. I think so. Yeah. the really cool.
2: Valley Tour. Let's do it. Yes. Fish on goal. So go to the, fish on slash LED
6: Yeah, so the last one... Will bring back to the U.S. Although it's creepy crawly without any of the Halloween effects.
2: The White House is that it?
6: Uh, well, yeah, right. It, it should God be, damn. but it's Bell Witch Cave in Tennessee. Oh. So this is—it's a spirit of Southern Gothic, which is you know to the U.S. There's just a lot of of hauntedness you know, to Southern Gothic. So this is supposed to be like a spine-tingling visit to the Bell Witch Cave, and it's because it's supposed to be the one-time home of an evil witch who plagued the Bell family of Tennessee during the 1800s. So the malevolent spirit allegedly poisoned and killed Patriarch John Bell, wreaking havoc on his family, particularly his daughter Betsy. It, it, why is it, things always worse when a little girl has yeah, a cute name? Yeah, I know.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: So anyway, Poor Betsy. Betsy, you always feel you wouldn't feel sympathetic, you know, <clears throat> to, to Betsy for sure. Anyway, it said that the witch was a vengeful neighbor whose name was Kate Bats.
3: Love That's it. a good message. Kate,
6: <laughs> perfect. And perfect witch. I know, it's just wonderful. Kate so, Bats. the story is a local legend in Tennessee, and it's been immortalized in novels and on the screen, which we haven't seen. Rumor has it that President Andrew Jackson visited the property only to be scared away. I'd rather.
1: Yeah. Witch person. Yeah, he
6: supposedly said, I'd rather face the entire British army than to spend another night with the Bell Witch. I don't know whether that's true, but that's good. The other ones that are are just (laughs) mentioned. It's because she told him no. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Probably. Hey. So the other ones. Colonial men. Yeah, the other ones that you might look at are the catacombs uh, of Paris. We all, I think we. Yeah, they
2: actually have tours for the catacombs and the sewers of Paris.
6: So the catacombs, um, I think that's the one I didn't didn't mention. There's the, the catacombs. Yeah, so we went through all of them. Any, any one of those, you know, like you. Is where would you, where would you go, or where would you definitely avoid?
2: I would like to suggest something that we haven't heard from you in quite a long time. Is the uh, I, can't, I forget the county. I believe it was in North Carolina where they had the trial of the Greenbrier Ghost.
6: It's right in my head. There we oh. go. There, there
1: we I, go. Your I think, wish, your wish is my command. I think out of all those places that you mentioned, I would want to go to the, um, the asylum.
0: Of course, you would.
1: Yeah, just because it's, like, there's so much actual horror stories that happened in asylums. Yeah. It's, like, that, that, I think, would be the place that would most terrify me. Because the other ones, it's, like, I don't actually believe in ghosts or anything, so it just, like, yeah, this is kind of boring. But, like, an actual asylum is horrifying.
3: <laughs> I, I
1: think there are a number of different
6: movies that have their settings in asylums. Oh, it's a very common. Probably, yes. I mean, if there were 10 places where they would film horror mm-hmm. pictures, I think
1: asylum would be yeah.
6: oh, you know, among the, the
1: first three. But the thing with that, usually when you're depicting an asylum, it's like a ghost inhabiting an asylum. But like, mm-hmm. if you actually look into the practices and what happened there, it's, yeah, the reality of it's oh, yeah. horrifying. That's why. And like bet. like women that would be sent there because they said no to their husbands. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Or that they had, like, really simple mental illnesses like anxiety. They didn't have much choices depression. back then. You
2: could either become Kate Batson and not be a witch, <laughs> yeah, or you could exactly. go to exactly. the asylum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Nancy. So let's do yeah, our...
6: That's fun. I mean, because we're sitting here by the campfire and warm and cozy, <laughs> but, and we know that we can repel any group, any evil that comes, exactly. we're really good. But I wonder if we were in the midst of one of these places, mm-hmm. whether we'd be so smug. Yeah. What do you think?
2: I don't... Oh, no. <laughs> it's easy to do that here in the studio, but
3: yeah.
6: we
2: should do a show like we're in one of these places one day.
6: Yeah. You
3: <laughs> know, Haunted House. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> Live from the Haunted House, yeah. left in the valley. Yeah. So uh, let's do our first ghost story. This is from our friend Brent Lee from Unapologetics. So
7: Yay. here he is. Hello. I am Brent Lee from Unapologetics, and um, I'm not too, I don't know if I'm like really that great at telling scary stories, Um, but I have one from my past that I thought might be, uh, might uh, figure in here and be relevant. Um, So, when I was younger, um, you know, I was raised, I was homeschooled, and I was very much uh, raised as a uh, extreme, you know, uh, strict evangelical household kind of thing. Now, I had some friends in the neighborhood, and they weren't, they were Christians, but they weren't Christians like I was a Christian, you know, so they were a bit more loose. They were conservative and everything, so my parents were okay with us, with uh, them hanging out with me and stuff, because they were Christian, but they just weren't as Christian. Okay. So, anyway. <laughs> so, they ended up, at one point, getting a... or they We found it, actually. We found a Ouija board in their garage, and they were cleaning it out. And it was just an old, you know, Ouija board thing. And, um uh, So... We, you know, we took it out, we wanted to play with it, you know, it was the summertime, we were having fun, we went out to this park area kind of place, and went to a pavilion, and we uh, put the game out, we all kind of like, you know, sat around it, and we played with it, and I I remember, uh, we didn't really get many responses, I felt like, we didn't, it wasn't really working, I remember thinking that it should have been spelled, you know, Ouija board, like B-O-R-E-D, I remember I was thinking that, um, (laughs) Because it just wasn't. But then, at one point, it got super dark and it was uh, stormy, you know? And then it finally felt like it was starting to work, you know? And it was, uh, it, you know, it got, like, just, like, really scary. So we, but we all kind of were like, okay, never mind, never mind. We're going we're to cut this off because it started to storm really bad. Now, granted, it's a summertime in Florida that happens every single day. But, you know, to, to us, the Ouija board caused the storm. You know, and uh, so I was, I took it, uh, you know, we, we were leaving, you know, and we were like, okay, well, who's going to take it, you know, because now nobody wants it, you know, and so uh, I, uh, you know, we all kind of like played uh, like the straw game and I ended up with the short straw course. I don't know if they I feel like they rigged it, but because <laughs> they're brothers, you know, so it was, like, it was either their house or my house, uh, but uh, so I ended up taking it. Uh, I, I remember I kept it under my bed because if my mom found that she wouldn't freak out, you know So I hid it under my bed and I kept getting scared that a she would find it and then B I kept feel, feeling like it's here hearing stuff and just little like things, you know, I just it, it, Nothing specific, but it just gave me a bad feeling, you know what I mean? So I took it out and I was like, no, I'm not doing this, you know, and I threw it out in the trash uh, across the street, you know, down the way, because I didn't want my parents to see them in the trash. Uh, you know, and uh, I told my friends about it. I was like, I just threw that thing out. And they were like, what? You know, we could still try it again, you know. And, so, and I was like, no, 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 I threw it out, you know. And so the next morning I woke up. And my parents had left for work. And I went out the door to go find the guys to play. And there was the Ouija board on the ground in front of my door, on my doorstep. And I was like, how did they, how did my parents not see this? If it, you know, when, what, how did this happen? You know, so, uh, they ended up, uh, I ended up taking, I was like, what the heck? And I threw it back out, you know, sure enough, the next day it was back, you know? And I was like, I "I don't get it. I don't understand what's happening here. So I (laughs) threw it out. I ripped it up this time. I like ripped it in half and i threw it out again you know and sure enough the next day is back and it's taped this time i i was just going i was so this just freaked me out i was i didn't know what to do i was i didn't tell anybody you know i was freak except for the guys you know and they were like whoa you know they they were you know seemed very concerned at the time and uh you know, so I did it one last time. I was like, this, this is it. You know, I ripped it to shreds. I mean, I ripped it up really good, you know. And sure enough, the next morning it was back, and it was all taped up like a puzzle. It was insane. And this time it was in my room, uh, which I was like, uh, what? How did this, how is this happening? You know, <laughs> but uh, it, it was so, and, you know, I found out, uh, you know what I mean, because so years later, we and my, we got back with those guys And we were hanging out. I hadn't seen him. I had moved away when I was a kid and just kept in contact, you know, but I just just don't really get a chance to see him. They live in a different area of uh, Florida. And uh, we all got together and we were talking and and they and uh, I was asking if they remembered about the Ouija board. And they both started laughing and they were like, man, do you really like you have no idea how hard that was. Uh, to get that into your room, you know, I had to like sneak in, of course, my my room was like connected to the garage and stuff, so it was like, I had an outdoor accident, they snuck into the house, and they had done it each time, they had had taped it back up together, and they were like completely playing me the whole time, And, and until that moment, I thought it was all real, like once they told me that, then I realized like, oh, they were messing with me the whole time. You know, but before that, I really was convinced it was really coming back through magic and demon power or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I just thought that story would be kind of fun fun for the show today, you know.
2: Thank you, Brent,
3: that
6: for was that one wonderful of the best. story. Can you imagine those guys <laughs> sitting with tape and trying to get this thing taped back and laughing because they know
3: exactly. satan they got some gonna, great I'm tape powers? I
6: can just imagine how
0: hard it was for them to act so concerned. Yeah. <laughs> they probably, after he left, they probably just like died laughing because like that's what I would have done
2: Brent my friend I think you're going to become my next victim okay Nikki Nikki uh, if you're listening to this Nikki this is what's going to happen here for 2020 let the show go for a year let Brent forget about it okay now in 2020 on Halloween day everything that plays music is going to play this everything is phone ringer (laughs) with a doorbell I don't care what it is (laughs) let's see how Brent reacts to that (laughs) Oh, Brent, we love you, man. (laughs) That was a fantastic story. it's
6: a good story. Just a really
2: fun story. That was great. All right. Continuing in our spooky and macabre, I've got something that really, really scares Nancy. Mm. Uh And that's a pop quiz. (gasps) (laughs)
3: <gasps>
6: oh, oh,
2: oh, oh. <laughs> Pop quiz for Halloween, four questions, multiple answer, choices, answer.
6: I'm fainting, I'm not here, I'm not participating.
2: <laughs> it's been a while. Okay. okay, question the first. The first mention of trick-or-treating in North America happened in Blackie, Alberta. In what year? Oh. Is it A, 1710? Is it B, 1667... Sorry, 1867. Is it C, 1901, or is it D, 1927? Blackie, Alberta, the first trick-or-treating.
1: Really? The first in North America?
6: In North America.
1: Was it Alberta? In Alberta. Alberta. They had nothing better to do, I see.
2: Well, I well
0: they hope. must have had a long-ass
2: way to walk.
1: Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Oh, I'm going to guess the 1800s. So, the 1861. 1867? Or, 67, yeah. Sure, I'm I mean going to go see. I,
6: I'm, I'm I don't guessing. think it's right. I'm, I'm debating that. between
1: 1901 and 19...
6: Is it 21? 27. 27. Yeah, I'm stuck between those two.
2: <laughs> well, actually, you have it right. It is 1927.
6: Oh, <laughs> okay.
2: It is.
1: They just, they just didn't catch on to the trick-or-treating fast enough.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Questions? Oh, I'll
1: stay awake now. I, it came close. <laughs>
2: Question two. What mysterious celebrity died on Halloween?
1: Uh, probably more than one. Is
2: it A, Vincent Price? Who? Vincent Price. <laughs> I
1: have no idea oh, who that he is. Was,
6: he
2: Bow was, your head in shame. He was,
6: a, he was in, in a zillion horror movies yes. in the nineteen forties. Yeah, I don't was know who he, was a who he is. Is. You know, you know yeah, the Michael no.
2: Jackson, the, uh, the, the yeah. Michael Jackson song, the Thriller song.
6: Yeah.
1: yeah. You
2: know the one. He, you know, there's, there's a couple of lines that are spoken. You know. Yeah. That's him.
1: Okay, I know who that is. He, yes. Yeah. He, he had, he had Google this film.
2: He be um, Edward Scissorhands. His last movie. I've
1: never seen that. No. No. No.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay,
1: House of what? Oh, you you never, never saw House, seen House of no. I'll have
0: to get you to watch yeah. okay. To, it's
1: Okay.
2: A. Vincent Price. B. Princess Diana.
1: No. C. Harry she d- Houdini. One hundred percent didn't. Yeah.
2: Or, I'm
6: going
1: Houdini.
2: Or D. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark.
1: Mm, I'm going Houdini. No, I think Elvira
6: is still with us, isn't she? I'm going A. Right, let's go with Vincent. I'm I going mean,
1: Houdini. Yeah,
2: I'll go. It is Harry Houdini.
1: Oh,
6: oh Houdini!
1: Harry it Houdini. is Harry Houdini uh-huh. who died a whole week.
2: After being oh. punched to the gut in his, I believe it's his pancreas. Hit
1: <laughs> sucker. Mm. Oh. You
6: yeah. know what his real name was?
2: Oh, I forget.
6: Eric Weiss. That's Weiss. right. <laughs> he could have been a relative.
2: Yeah, he could have been. Yep. did you teach him magic? Hmm? You probably taught him magic, didn't you?
6: <laughs> I'm not talking. <laughs> Harry a magician and I never this... shares
1: the secrets.
2: What, question three, what was the original name of Brad Stoker's Dracula?
1: Ooh. Was
2: it A, Mephistopheles? Was it B Count Vampire? Was it C Dracula? Or was it D Bruce?
1: I think it's Dracula. Bruce, C. it's got to be Bruce. <laughs> I think Dracula.
2: Actually, it is Count Vampire.
1: Oh, um, I that was my second you. option. Yeah.
2: Of course, Mephistopheles was another vampire movie uh, yeah. from uh, Nos. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it uh, Nosferatu? No. Or a very very old black I and mean, white movie.
6: You, I mean, a, a vampire named Bruce just doesn't yeah. make it <laughs> in, in, in any any
1: venue.
2: Oh, uh, okay. Question four: In one year, in what year will Halloween and a full moon occur next?
1: Oh, oh. my god!
2: Is it a twenty twenty? Next no. year, is it B twenty thirty nine, is it C twenty sixty three, or D twenty seventy five? One
1: thirty nine. I'm, I'm gonna. I'll gonna be go around f- to I'm, see it anyway. So I'm gonna go term.
2: C. Actually, it is next year. 20- twenty. 20- is
6: next 20- 20- year? Really? Yes,
2: and twenty thirty nine mm-hmm. as well. But oh. the one next year is going to be a full moon when was on the, Halloween. When
6: was
1: the last? One?
2: That's a good question. I don't have that.
1: That that'll be fun. I I predict someone will predict the apocalypse will start on that. Oh yeah, right. someone's going to do that something. That happens at
2: least twice okay. a year. Yeah. By Christians. So, oh, great. All right. Who's our next mystery storyteller?
1: Ooh, I could go.
2: You want to go? <gasps> you tell I would a story.
1: love to go because I have a fun one. Is
2: this good enough spooky music for you?
1: It is, actually. I like it. So this one is called Playmate. Playmate? Yes. (laughs) I am the darkness which will always remain, will follow your steps and whisper your name. I linger behind you, a reminder of refrain, who sings you sweet nothings and plays all of your games. I move with all of your gestures and mirrors your soul. I am your gray side, the blackness, the coal. I live without substance and burn without fire. I am your truth, your mimic, and liar. I chase you without running, I follow your lead. I am always behind you, I am the darkness you bleed. I'm not going to leave you, you are mine till you die. I'm your nothing, your everything, a flicker, a sigh. So run if you will, but I'll always be near, I'll follow you always your echo, your darkness, your shadow, your fear.
2: Ooh, I love that. I, I do know. Too. That was <laughs> <Yes>. beautiful. <laughs> I know. And you, you told it so well. It you really yeah. can, Your I delivery cried. was good.
0: It got, like, <laughs> yeah. darker and,
2: like, more into it
0: yes. as you got towards the end. So,
2: well done. Just, but By the way, our friend Tammy here just Googled that uh, last full moon and Halloween was 2001.
1: Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> People must have loved that after 9-11. <laughs> what, is, what is the name of that? It's poem? called Playmate. Um, Playmate. It's, it's on a website uh, called Lovers of Darkness. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> uh, by um, someone called Slayer. That's their uh That's their n- really them, good. Uh, yeah. Whatever mm-hmm. name. Great choice. Mm-hmm. And you did it so well. Thank yeah. you.
2: Okay, so let's go to our second celebrity. Actually, this is a uh, rehash from uh, what we did last year with our friend Robert Stanley, and he tells us the, uh, the telling of, of The Hangman.
1: Oh, I love this one. Yes, it's
2: very good, actually. Uh, Robert was supposed to give us one this year, but unfortunately, uh, he had something else happening, so he couldn't make it, make it happen. But let's re-listen to The Hangman with Robert Stanley.
1: The Hangman, by Maurice Ogden.
8: Into our town the hangman came, smelling of gold and blood and flame. He paced our bricks with a diffident air, and paced his frame on the courthouse square. The scaffold stood by the courthouse side, only as wide as the door was wide. A frame as tall a little more than the capping sill of the courthouse door. And we wondered, whenever we had the time, who the criminal? What the crime? That hangman judged with the yellow twist of knotted hemp and his busy fist. And Innocent though we were, with dread we passed those eyes of buckshot lead, till one cried, Hangman, who is he for whom you raised the gallows tree? Then a twinkle crew, in that buckshot eye, and he gave us a riddle instead of reply. "'He who serves me best,' he said, "'shall earn the rope on the gallows' tree.' "'And he stepped down and laid his hand on the man who came from another land. "'And we breathed again for another's grief, but the hangman's hand was our relief, "'and the gallows' frame on the courthouse lawn, "'by tomorrow's sun will be struck and gone. "'So we gave him way, and no one spoke.' out of respect for the hangman's cloak. Next day's sun looked mildly down on the roof and street in our quiet town, and stark and black in the morning air, the gallows tree on the courthouse square. And the hangman stood at his usual stand with the yellow hemp in his busy hand, with his buckshot eye and his jaw like a pike, and his air so knowing and businesslike. And we cried, hangman! Have you not done yesterday with the alien one? Then we fell silent and stood amazed. Oh, not for him was the gallows raised. He laughed a laugh as he looked at us. Did you think I'd gone to all this fuss to hang one man? That's the thing I do to stretch the rope when the rope is new. Then one cried, murderer. One cried, shame. And into our midst, the hangman came to that man's place. Do you hold, said he, with him that was meant for the gallows tree? And he laid his hand on that one's arm, and we shrank back in quick alarm. We gave him way, and no one spoke out of fear of his hangman's cloak. That night we saw with dread surprise the hangman's scaffold had grown in size. Fed by the blood beneath the shoot, the gallows tree had taken root. Now as wide, or a little more, than the steps that led to the courthouse door, as tall as the writing, or nearly as tall, halfway up the courthouse wall. The third he took, we all heard tell, was a usurer, an infidel, and what, said the hangman, have you to do with the gallows bound, and he a Jew? And we cried out, is this the one who has served you well and faithfully? The hangman smiled. It's a clever scheme to try the strength of the gallows beam. The fourth man's dark, accusing song has scratched out comfort hard and long. And what concern, he gave us back. Have you for the doomed, the doomed in black? The fifth and sixth, and we cried again, Hangman! Hangman, is this the man? It's a trick, he said, that we hangmen know for easing the trap when the trap springs slow. And so we ceased and asked no more as the hangman tallied his bloody score. And sun by sun and night by night, the gallows grew to monstrous height. The wings of the scaffold opened wide till they covered the square. From side to side, the monster crossbeam, looking down, cast its shadow across the town. Then through the town, the hangman came and called in the empty streets, my name. And I looked at the gallows soaring tall and thought there is no one left for hang and so he calls to me to help pull down the gallows tree and i went out with right good hope to the hangman's tree and the gallows rope he smiled at me as i came down to the courthouse square through the silent town and supple and stretched in his busy hand was the yellow twist of the hempen strand and he whistled his tune as he tried the trap and it sprang down with a ready snap and then with a smile of awful command he laid out his hand upon my hand you tricked me hangman i shouted then that your scaffold was built for other men and i know henchman of yours i cried you lied to me hangman fully lied then a twinkle grew in his buckshot eye lied to you tricked you he said not i for i answered straight and told you true the scaffold was raised for none but you for who has served me more faithfully than you with your coward's hope, he said. And where are the others that might have stood side by your side in the common good? Dead, I whispered, and amiably murdered. The hangman corrected me, first the alien, then the Jew. I did no more than you let me do. Beneath the beam that blocked the sky, none had stood so alone as I, and the hangman strapped me And no voice there cried, Stay for me in the empty square.
1: Find out more about the Right to Reason podcast at therighttoreason.com. Listen to it at patreon.com forward slash right and never stop fighting for your right to reason.
2: Thank you, Robert. I love that. Good telling. Good telling. Yeah. Oh, that's, good stuff. That's a
6: chilling. That's a chilling, 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 chilling. Tale.
2: Yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah. And it's 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 it's, it's nice to hear. Uh, Robert's got a good voice for telling it too. Yeah, he to sure to. does. So it, it works very well. All right. Now here is some spooky and fun facts about Halloween. From FactRetriever If the page can load.
1: That's a real horror story. No internet. (laughs) There must be a ghost in the machine. The infinite
0: loading circle.
1: (laughs) Okay,
2: did you guys know that because the movie Halloween in 1978, which is a classic, was on such a tight budget, they had to use the cheapest mask they could find for the character of Mike Myers, (laughs) which turned out to be a William Shatner Star Trek mask.
1: Oh my
6: gosh!
2: Shat- really? Yes. Yeah. Shatner, if you if you actually look, they actually painted it kind of white, and that's wow. it. Shatner initially didn't know the mask was his likeness, but when he found out years later, he said he was honored.
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
2: Did you know that the first jack-o'-lanterns were actually made from turnips? I did. turnips. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. Uh, In Ireland, they were made from turnips, and it's only here in North America that they became pumpkins. They were
6: tiny then. Yes, they were.
1: They
6: were just
2: small. Well, big turnips, but still tiny compared to pumpkin. Did you know that Halloween is the second highest grossing commercial holiday after Christmas?
1: Christmas. To be fair, that's only in uh, North America. Mm -hmm.
2: Did you know the word witch comes from the old English wiki, meaning wise woman? In I fact, believe it. Wiccan were highly respected pop people at the time. According to popular belief, witches held one of their of, of uh, their two main meetings or sabbat on Halloween night. Hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Did you know that Samhainophobia is the fear of Halloween? Really? I, sh- I, sh- I didn't pronounce that right. It's Sohainophobia.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, did you know that 50% of kids prefer to receive chocolate candy for Halloween, compared to 24% who prefer non-chocolate candy and 10% who prefer gum?
1: Ew, who prefers Weirdos. gum?
2: <laughs> That's
1: did, weird. Did you well, know? it could be like double bubble gum. Yeah, yeah I don't okay. like gum at all.
2: No. Well, well bubble, bubble gum
6: is different than gum gum.
2: Did you know that the owl is a popular Halloween image? In medieval Europe, owls were thought to be witches. Because
1: they're wise.
2: <laughs> and to hear an owl's call meant someone was about to die.
3: Ooh,
2: and you know uh, what? A couple of years ago, I was uh, in the northern part of Mission there. But, um, what's that place called? Uh, sorry? No. Ah, I forget. It. Anyway, it's, it's a... Pass that. Higher. North. Stave Lake? Uh, close to America that. America Valley? Close to that. Um, anyway, we're, we're, we're in the woods and I'm driving. Uh, we're just on the side of the road and I can't remember exactly what we're doing there. And I heard the distinct of an owl <laughs> and I actually jumped. Oh, I literally jumped so and said, holy crap. I had never heard it so loud and so distinct. Oh,
1: no. I've had an owl hit the top of my car before.
2: Yeah, I hit one with a truck too. That's I'm sorry. Sad,
1: but yeah.
0: I love listening to owls.
2: <laughs> yes, owls are awesome. Uh, did you know that according to an Irish legend, Jack O' Lanterns are named after a stingy man named Jack, who because he tricked the devil several times was forbidden entrance into both heaven and hell. Oh, and he sucker. was condemned to wander the earth, waving his lantern to lead people away from their path. Huh.
3: Mm-hmm. I've
6: run into him a couple of times. Interesting oh. guy. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh,
2: did you know that Stephen Clark holds the record for the world's
6: fastest pumpkin
2: carving? which is 24.03 seconds, oh. smashing his previous record of 54.72 seconds. The rule of the competition st- state that the pumpkin must weigh less than 24 pounds and be carved uh, in a traditional way, which requires at least eyes, nose, ears, and a mouth.
1: Tw- ears?
2: Yes, ears and a mouth. People
6: yeah. do ears? Apparently. See, I take forever to think a th- I think I think, actually, I think the information there a YouTube is... YouTube of him carving somewhere?
2: Maybe. And I think yeah. that information is out of date because I think it's actually less than that now. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Uh, did you know that trick-or-treating evolved from the ancient Celtic tradition of putting out trees and food mm-hmm. for placating spirits who roamed the streets at Yeah. Sylvain,
3: hmm. a
2: sacred festival that marked the end of the Celtic calendar year? Mm-hmm. Whoa. If you ever heard of the word Soling... It's a medieval Christian precursor to modern day trick-or-treating. On Hollow Was, or Hollow Mass, November 1st, the poor would go door-to-door offering prayers for the dead in exchange for soul cakes.
6: Oh. Yeah. That's interesting.
2: Uh, perfect. And, um, and with their link to the ancient Celtic festival of Sohain, a precursor to Halloween, and later to witches, cats have a permanent place in the Halloween folklore, obviously. Yeah. During the ancient celebration of sohein the druids were said to throw cats into a fire.
1: Okay, that is oh. just mean.
2: Often in wicker cages as part of divination proceedings.
1: That oh. is just mean.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Who's got our next spooky
1: story? Kirsten.
2: All right. Okay. So this is
0: Behind the Tombstone by Kelly Roper. Hmm. <laughs> The old tombstone was beginning to crumble, but it looked like as good a sight as any to set up. Aiden and Mark sat the recorder on the ground between them and scanned the darkened cemetery with their flashlights. There wasn't a sign of a caretaker, and they hadn't really expected to see one given the dilapidated state of the graveyard. "Turn it on and let's begin," Aiden said. Mark flipped the recorder switch on, and Aiden began asking questions out loud. Is there anyone with us tonight? Nothing filled the silence except a slight scritch scratch from somewhere behind the stone. Unperturbed, Aiden asked the next question. Can you tell us your name? Again, the only sound was a scritch scritch. Can you show yourself? As before, just a scritch scritch from behind the stone. Are you afraid of us? Asked Aiden. This time, there was no scritch-scritch, but the atmosphere suddenly seemed thick and malevolent. Neither young man noticed the towering dark shadow that rose from behind the tombstone until it was too late. The darkness swooped down and engulfed them until neither one could see the other, and just as suddenly, Aiden, Mark, and the black shadow vanished into the ground. The next morning, when the old caretaker showed up, he found the recorder laying on the ground in front of the old tombstone. He turned it on, and in the silence that followed each of Aiden's questions, you could now hear the following replies spoken softly by a deep and menacing voice. Yes, I am always here. My name is never spoken by your kind, but it is very old. I'll show myself but it is the last thing you'll ever see. You are mine. The caretaker quietly pocketed the recorder, looking around to assure himself he was truly alone. He took the only evidence that anyone had been near that particular tombstone again, and he tossed it in the pile with the rest in the tool shed.
2: Ooh, that's a classic story. Ooh, <laughs> I that's it. a
6: great story. You read that... Perfect. Thank
2: Mm -hmm. you. You You could do voiceovers. I
6: just, it really, it's great. Really good.
2: That's fantastic. You know, the great thing about Halloween, of course, part of our nice pop culture is we love horror movies. Yeah, we do. And I've got a bit of a list here, not to undo your top ten there, Nancy, but this is is from the Rotten Tomato site, and this is 20 of the best horror movies so, these are, all these movies have a rating of ninety five percent plus mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes. So coming in at number twenty, let the right one in in two thousand eight.
1: Oh. Never even
6: heard of it. No, I, I can't go to horror movies, so I'm, I, I may have heard them, but that one I have
2: no, I haven't. I, I mean, I heard the title, but I've never seen it myself. Number nineteen, Vampire Des Drums Des Allen, great, which is nineteen thirty two,
1: has a that rating of a hundred percent
2: yeah so this uh the synopsis is uh vampire ranks in the many cir- in many circles as one of the greatest horror movies of all time uh apparently it's inspired by Sheridan la faneuse sorry gotta click this here oh. oh well
6: well the ones from the thirties and forties are just classic those are to me those are the real horror movies, yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, they're an absolute classic. Yeah, they
6: are.
2: This okay. one you guys will recognize. Number eighteen, the Invasion of the Body Snatchers, oh, nineteen fifty-six.
6: Yeah. Oh, that's Actually a great movie.
2: That uh, Kevin
6: McCarthy, I think. Is yes, yeah, Kevin yeah. McCarthy. Yeah.
2: Uh, I I saw the one with a um, what's his what's his face? Um, yeah,
6: they updated. They, Donald, they had Sutherland. A
2: yeah. Donald Sutherland. Yeah, Donald Sutherland. And that would, screech yeah. is just to this day it's just like. <laughs> uh,
6: I've, I guess I've seen the the original. Several, yeah. several times. Uh,
2: number seventeen. It follows in 2015.
1: Mm, I've heard that's amazing.
2: Yes, I have not okay. seen that one either. No. Um. All right. Uh, and number sixteen, Aliens with a, Aliens with an S. It was the one by James Cameron. So Aliens, Aliens Two. If I you
1: haven't wish. seen that one yet. Mm-hmm.
2: You haven't? You know, I have it well. here. I will lend it to you.
1: <laughs> no, they're... I haven't seen the first one yet either.
2: So. Like I have both of them. Like, have they, both both, we they're have they're...
1: the first one. I'm, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to see the first messy. one in the
3: theater.
6: It's
2: not already. gory. That's yeah. the thing. It's not really gory. But it is, It is. you know, with the music and the soundtrack in the background, yeah. a lot of scenes are very unsettling. You know, it's like, yeah. oh.
6: I'll put it on set, a gory, messy, and unsettling. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go for that
2: one, too. Number 15, Repulsion, 1965. Oh, yeah. I don't know that. Roman Polanski's oh, yeah. Roman first Pol- English yeah. film. Yeah
6: yeah I haven't it's
2: seen it it's a classic mm-hmm. uh, number 14 Frankenstein
6: 1931
2: oh the, the best with uh, Boris Karloff Boris obviously. Karloff and Boris Karloff yeah number 13 The Babadook from 2014
1: Ooh, I haven't seen this one yet but it's definitely apparently on it list. is
2: really really scary oh it mm-hmm. looks really good yes Number twelve, and this is another classic, Jaws from nineteen seventy four. I made
0: watch her that watch one this one. one.
2: It took me the longest time because, huh? of course, I was born in seventy four. When I saw this movie as, as a child, I, I could not for years
6: Oh, oh, oh. anything that was shark was you no know, <laughs> okay. for years. No.
0: Yeah. Pop quiz for you, Kevin. Do you oh. know what they named the shark? Bruce. Yes, they did. I do oh. know.
2: <laughs> Of course, with Rob Schneider, Robert Shaw, and Richard Dreyfuss, that was a great, great movie yeah. by Spielberg. It probably created more for sharks and anything mm-hmm. else in the world yes it did number 11 The Invisible Man 1933 oh, Never seen oh that. wonderful nope. that's a classic as well I, uh, I have not seen that one but I've certainly heard of it that's
6: that's with uh, who's the star of that one that uh, Claude Rains Claude Gloria Rains. Stewart
2: Henry Claude Travers Rains,
6: one of the one of the greatest classic film actors mm-hmm. ever he was fabulous.
2: Number 10, yeah. The Night of the Hunter, 1955. Ooh, that mm-hmm.
1: sounds amazing.
2: That's a great title, The Night of the Hunter. It's yeah. a great title. Number 9, The Original Aliens, 1979. Oh. that That is a, that is a spooky movie. It really is
6: Maybe spooky. I was thinking, is that the is that messy and gory, the first one? No. Where's
1: the, the, the one with the chest? If exploded. they had just into the smart oh, okay. woman, they would have survived. The,
2: the classic
6: chest-bursting
2: scene, which was done with uh, John Hurt, yeah. I was in the original Aliens. Okay, that's and
1: right. And
2: little known fact is John Hurt knew that scene was going to happen. The director, Ridley Scott, knew. None of the other actors knew. Oh, so oh. the reaction. So the reaction is oh. absolutely genuine, especially the one, that woman that gets all the blood spur in her face oh. and she freaks. It is absolutely genuine. It's the best scene ever. It is, it is would, absolutely brilliant.
6: I would have had PSTD for the rest <laughs> of my life.
2: This uh, number eight, and you'll Nancy, you remember that one, Psycho, 1960. Oh, of still have course. Not seen People
6: this. walked out of that movie so traumatized mm-hmm. that they didn't, they couldn't take a shower for months afterward, unless there was somebody in the house, you know, that was gar- guarding oh, yes. the doors or the windows. That would
2: one hundred percent have been me. Black and oh. white. Uh, the the scene in the in the yeah. shower where she's stabbed. Of course, it's all black and white. Yeah. What you didn't and know the, the is sound. the blood is yeah. actually chocolate yeah. syrup. Oh
3: my <laughs> god!
6: Yeah.
2: Well, black and white doesn't show right, so yeah. it just shows like blood.
6: But the and the, the cast. The, the the camera angles, the music. I mean, it was just
2: Janet oh, Lee Anthony Jen Perkins. Leigh. I
6: don't have to watch that. Yeah. The Anthony music Thomas is iconic. Was just oh. diabol- I mean, it
2: diabolical. He oh, <laughs> totally diabolical. had that look. I
6: mean, even probably
0: kids today, if they haven't heard of the movie, they've probably heard the music. Oh yes, uh, of, course,
6: of course, but it was a it was a Hitchcock classic
2: absolutely yeah. number seven Nosferatu a symphony of horror oh
6: yeah this well, was it was
3: early early early
6: is,
2: oh absolutely yeah. and the, the vampire there looks really creepy he's got the long mm-hmm. fingers and everything mm-hmm. yeah it looks mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. Uh, number six this is a this was an interesting thing I didn't expect to see there King Kong 1933
6: really, really? I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call that a horror
2: movie not would I but I guess it's just scary huh.
6: Well, a lot of the earlier ones, they were horror movies, you know, where the atmosphere and the music and everything came together. But they weren't bloody and gory, you know, mm-hmm. like Chainsaw Massacre no, type no. of movies. It was all there's in two, your mind.
2: There's two types of horrors, right? There's the yeah. gory, which I never yeah. was, but then there's the, the, the thriller, the suspense and all that. Which That's the Your, mind, your mind
6: takes over and yes. it scares you more than any visual could. Yeah.
2: Um, number five, The Bride of Frankenstein,
6: 1935. Oh, I love that. Boris Karloff I mean, again. Boris Karloff and. Um, uh,
2: Colin Clive no, and Valerie Hobson.
6: No. The, 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 Elsa the, 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 Lanchester. No. Uh, yeah, Elsa Lanchester. She was one of the great uh, character actresses, mm-hmm. and her performance in that is just. Mm. Just, it's worth it if you cut everything out and just watched her. Nice. She was fabulous. Just fabulous. Number
2: four, A Quiet Place, 2018.
6: I haven't seen this I yet. have not watched this it yet. This just last year.
2: So, apparently, yeah. uh, in a modern horror thriller, A Quiet Place, a family of four navigate their lives through science after some mysterious happening, blah, blah, blah.
6: Yeah.
2: Um, number three, The Cabinet of Dr. Cal- Calgary.
6: Yeah, that's another early one. That's, I'm glad yeah. they I'm glad even nods to the but actually, yeah, those are rated, those are ones that were rated, but I'm glad that enough people still enjoy those older ones, because mm-hmm. they are, if you haven't seen the ones that are on that list, please do at some point, they are just
2: Wonderful. Number two, Get Out yes! 2017.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, so I literally was like, oh, if they don't have Get Out on this, then this is a stupid list. I have not
0: watched <laughs> it yet.
2: We do. I, I, I have not seen it. I, I'm kind of surprised to had a number two. It's, I, oh, no, I,
6: well, no, no, no. If you that see that wrote it. That is, what's his name? Peel?
1: If you see it, you will not be surprised.
6: Yeah. Uh, it is. Yeah, amazing. directed by
2: Jordan Peel. Jordan
1: Peel, who is, who is part
6: of the. Uh, what you call it in Peel, the comedy?
2: Yeah, yeah uh, Peel and. Uh, Peele? Yeah, those yeah.
6: two.
2: Key and Peele or something like that
6: yeah, yeah
1: Key yeah, and Peele yeah like no it's it's key. amazing especially for yeah. our, like for current times yeah. it's it's amazing yeah
2: and number one with a tomato rate of 93% fresh oh. us in 2019
1: oh yeah that's yeah. that's by the same dude is, isn't this it this is
2: also Jordan Peele yeah well. he
1: is yeah. making amazing and one I love most about his movies they're not remakes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, good, it's good to see something original. It really
6: Those is. two are so talented. I don't think there's anything that they can't.
2: Yeah, they are. They be. are absolutely talented. There's but no, no their their comedy
6: that. sketches were just really creative and funny. Mm-hmm. All yeah. All right,
2: mm-hmm. who wants to be our next storyteller? Nancy, okay. you want to go? Nancy's Nancy. Right.
6: Now we reach over. This is this is such a great. We revive this every now and then, don't we, Kevin? <laughs> we because love this. We've, Kevin and I love this story. Yes. It's just—it has all the elements of a great story. You know, if there's an element that's missing, I—I I couldn't find it with a magnifying glass. I really couldn't. It just has everything, everything possible to make a, make a good story. And it, it's one of the most unique stories in the annals of, of ghost lore because it's true. It, and that's what, what gives it sort of that extra uh, panache, you know, when you're thinking about it, talking about it, or um, you're actually able to go to the place in the U.S. where it, where it happened and you mm-hmm, get all the mm-hmm. history and the atmosphere there. Anyway... It's um, one of a kind, and uh, it's the only case, the reason I'm going on and on about it is because historically it's the only case in which the word of a ghost helped to solve a crime and convict a murderer. So here we go, on January 23rd, 1897, um, a young lady whose name was Elva Zona Hester is found dead in Greenbrier County, West Virginia. The resulting murder trial of her husband is perhaps the only case in the United States where the alleged testimony of a ghost helped to secure a conviction. It's a great story because there's a cast of characters, there's a legal landmark, and there's a lot of woo-woo. So, Going back to Elva and introducing her a little bit, she was a young lady who married a very good-looking local blacksmith from Droop Mountain, West Virginia. Mm -hmm.
3: Love that.
6: Droop Mountain. And his name was Erasmus Stribling Trout Shoe. (laughs) <laughs> they just don't make I that kind that of name. names no I more. Know, right? Yeah, and anyway, people called him Trout for short. So Elva's mother, Mary Jane Hester, was very wary of Shu from the beginning. She thought there was something off about him. She didn't like him, but um, her Elva was madly in love with him, and there was nothing she could do, and so they got married. And um, three months after the wedding, a neighbor discovered Elva's lifeless body Um, in her home and ran for the doctor. And this was sort of a nightmare for her mother, of course, because she just knew something bad was going to happen, but she didn't realize it was going to result in in, um, Elvis' death. So the doctor came back, and when he came back to the home, Trout had taken the body, laid it out on the bed, prepared her for burial, put a veil covering her face, and the doctor, Dr. George Knapp, Who probably didn't graduate at the top of his class? No, probably
2: should have taken a nap.
6: Yeah, found nothing. Yeah, yeah, he found nothing amiss. And what he could see, he pronounced the cause of death as something we don't hear about anymore. That they used it a lot in the early 1800s and 1900s for women, everlasting faint. Although it's a lovely way to go. Yeah,
2: everlasting faint.
6: An everlasting faint. (laughs) Yeah, so. The doctor realized that there was something a little strange about Trout and uh, people at the funeral realized there was a little something strange because he'd cry and he'd laugh and he just didn't act, you know, like a, like a normal person. But any event, the funeral went off, The poor Elva was buried, and for weeks afterward, Elva's mother, Mary Jane, was convinced that Trout murdered her daughter she just didn't have any any doubts about that whatsoever and she prayed for her daughter to come back from the dead and reveal the truth about her death you got to realize this is you know back in the 1897 Mm -hmm. so this is this is not a um you know this is this is not unusual but her mother was really agonizing about this Um, and, and, and over the course of four dark nights the spirit of elva Came back and actually appeared to Mary Jane Hester um, and the ghost appeared at her mother's bedside and she'd come as a bright light at first and then the apparition would take form and the air would become chilly and her mother would wake up actually the ghost woke her up from her sleep and explained over and over and over to Mary Jane Hester how her husband had murdered her What she said was that Trout Shoe had been abusive and cruel and had attacked her in a fit of rage because he thought she hadn't cooked any meat for supper. And then he savagely broke her neck, and to show this, the ghost, Elva, turned her head completely around until she was facing backwards. And that happened several times over the course of three or four nights. So her mother was convinced that her daughter had come back to tell her the truth. But now that she knew, she didn't quite know how to proceed with that information. So she waited weeks thinking would she be believed, you know, what was going to happen. And so finally... She went to the local prosecutor, John Preston, and told him that Elva had appeared to her as a ghost and revealed that Trout had abused and strangled her. Well, Preston may or may not have believed the story, but he decided that he would go ahead and investigate it because he realized he wasn't gonna have any peace until he did, that Mary Jane Hester was gonna continue to pester him. So to his credit, they did exhume the body, and, um, uh, first of all, they investigated Trout and they found out that he had been married twice before and that the second wife had been found dead under suspicious circumstances. Wow. So finding that, um, John Preston then exhumed the, the body and, um, f- there was evidence of a broken neck. There was just no doubt there was a, a broken neck. And so... The local paper, which whose name I love, the Pocahontas Times. Um, <laughs> uh, that, I mean, it just it, it, all of these names are coming, you know, out of someone's creative mind. But no, they're real. So the Pocahontas Times said um, that there was ample evidence to convict Trout Shu and the trial began. June twenty second, 1897. And the highlight of the trial, of course, came with the appearance of Mary Jane Hester. So Preston put her on the stand as the mother of the dead woman, and he wanted to make sure that she appeared both sane and reliable. So for that reason, he skirted the entire issue of the ghost story because he felt it was bound to make her appear irrational and because it was inadmissible evidence. Well, yeah. Uh It's kind of hard to have a testimony for a ghost. However... The attorney for shoe for some reason decided to ask Mrs. Hester about her ghostly sighting. Mm. Uh, he oh, thought boy. he was he thought he was really going to perjure her. Yeah. You of know, and get everybody against her as some crazy old lady. So it seemed very obvious that that's what he was doing, and he characterized her visions as a mother as ravings and worked hard to um, try to get the, the people to believe that she could have been mistaken about what she saw, and he badgered her and he badgered her, and the more he badgered her, the more resolute the mother became, and she... Never wavered from what she had seen, and when the defense counsel realized that the testimony wasn't going the way he wanted, he stopped. You know, <laughs> he stopped digging. He stopped digging, right?
2: When you look at the jury, they're like completely yeah, exactly. focused on the stories. Like, oh,
6: exactly. There's re- some. There's I, yeah. He realized at that point he he probably made a fatal error. Yeah. yeah.
0: There's some people now that I think need to learn that lesson. Yeah. The
6: damage was absolutely done. So the defense. And uh, the interesting that it was the defense and not the prosecution that had. It- uh, introduced the testimony, um, the judge had a hard time telling the jury to exclude it. I mean, everybody heard it. And, and So the jury went out and very quickly found him guilty. And he was sentenced to life in prison where he was badgered. He had a horrible time and they moved him uh, to a different prison and he later died of measles. The, the other details and events of this are such that you really want to look it up and, and read the, the whole story yourself. It's the Greenbrier Ghost. So the marker in Greenbrier County reads as follows Interred in nearby cemetery is Zona Hester, Sh- Zona Hester's shoe. Her death in 1897 was presumed natural until her spirit appeared to her mother to describe how she was killed by her husband, Edward. He wanted to be called Edward and once he got into prison. Mm-hmm. Autopsy on the exhumed body verified the apparition's account. Edward was found guilty of the murder, was sentenced to the state prison, and it's the only known case in which testimony from a ghost helped to convict a murderer. It's a lovely story. Reality
2: is Reality. stranger than fiction. It, 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 it truly is. Yes, it is. is.
6: It truly is. It
2: absolutely is.
6: Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I never got to see that uh, um, marker in, in person. It would have been would have been fun to, to be on the spot. It
2: would have been something else for sure. Yeah. All right. You want some more strange Halloween facts?
6: Yes. Sure.
2: Okay. Did you know? That Scottish girls believe they could see images of their future husband if they hung wet sheets in front of the fire on Halloween. <laughs>
1: That's so weird.
2: Other girls believe they would see their boyfriend's face if they look into mirrors while walking downstairs at midnight on Halloween.
1: Yeah, maybe if he's pooping up behind you. After cool taking copious amounts of drugs. Probably. <laughs> Maybe.
2: Did you know that according to tradition, if a person wears his or her clothes inside out and then walks backwards on Halloween, he or she will see a witch at midnight?
1: <laughs> That's so random.
2: It is. <laughs> Did you know that Mexico celebrates the Days of the Dead, yeah. Días de los Muertos, Love it. on the Christian holiday All Saints' Day, which is November first, and All Souls' Day, November second, instead of Halloween? Townspeople dress up like ghouls and parade down the street. Oh. Did you know that during the pre-Halloween celebration of Sohain, bonfires were lit to ensure the sun would return after being long hard after a long hard winter? Often druid priests would throw the bones of cattle into the flames and hence bonefire became bonfire.
1: Oh, cool. oh, I like that.
6: Mm-hmm. That's a
1: good fun fact. Long as they're not live cats.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, they did that too, apparently. <laughs>
1: so sad.
2: Did you know that dressing up as ghouls and other spooks originated from the ancient Celtic tradition of townspeople disguising themselves as demons and spirits? Mm-hmm. The Celts believed that disguising themselves this way would allow them to escape the notice of the real spirits wandering the streets during Sohain. Um. The National Retail Federation expects consumers, that was in 2010, to spend $66.28 per person, which would be a a total of approximately $5.8 billion on Halloween costumes, cars, and candy.
1: That is insane.
2: That is up from $56.31 in 2009.
1: I really (laughs) feel sorry for anyone who, like, has Halloween as, like, a trigger for them, Mm -hmm. because... Gosh damn, in North America you cannot escape it. Yeah, but look but
6: but look at the fun things. You get cookies, you get candies, you get little ghosts hanging from the ceiling. You know, it's it's hard to resist, you know, not especially the cookie and candy part and the cupcakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Which yeah, <laughs> and you... and
6: the pumpkin pie. The pumpkin oh, okay. pie, oh. pumpkin
1: pie is amazing.
6: Did
2: yeah. you guys know that the longest haunted house in the world is in is the Factory of Terror, and it's in Canton, Ohio. Ooh. Um Tang Xian or the Lantern Festival is one Halloween festival in China.
1: That sounds amazing. Lanterns
2: shaped like dragons and other animals are hung around houses and streets to help guide the spirits back to their earthly homes. To honor the deceased loved ones, family members leave food and water by the portraits of their ancestors. Uh, did you guys know that a child born on Halloween is said to have the ability to talk to spirits? <clears throat> um, did you guys know that Halloween celebrations in Hong Kong are known as a Yulan, I i seen this right, or the Festival of the Hungry Ghosts? Interesting. During which fires are lit and food and gifts are offered to placate potentially angry ghosts who might be looking for revenge. You don't want revenge once you get a full stomach. Uh, That's really the yeah. fact.
3: They
1: probably get so heavy they get like weighed down so they can't move.
2: That's right. <laughs> they They'll be like no face. You can't float anymore. <laughs> in many countries, such as France and Australia, Halloween is actually seen as an unwanted and overly commercial American influence.
0: No, really. I mean, they're not wrong. <laughs>
2: No, they're not wrong.
0: They're so not wrong.
2: Um, Boston, Massachusetts, holds the record for the most jack-o'-lantern lit at once. It's actually 30,128.
0: Motherfucker. Wow. That's a lot of pumpkins. Yeah. (laughs)
2: I love carving pumpkins. And who went
1: around and counted them all?
2: (laughs) Well, I don't know. (laughs) Um, The Village Halloween Parade in New York City is the largest Halloween parade in the United States. The parade includes 50,000 participants and draws over 2 million spectators
1: that's cool.
2: And to bring it all around, we started with the uh, movie Halloween. Well, that same blockbuster, Halloween, was filmed in just 21 days.
1: Seriously? And the, wow. original,
2: the original title for Halloween was actually titled The Babysitter Murderers.
1: Huh. Well, you oh. did mention they had a really low budget. So that would
2: they did something. have a really low budget.
1: So that means that all those profits were actually profits.
2: Ooh, ooh, okay.
0: Do you know what some of the best, like... Horror movies are is horror comedies. Oh my gosh, horror comedies <laughs> are the, they are the
1: best. best. Also, if you're wanting to watch a copious amounts of horror movies, there's a um, streaming service like Netflix, but it's specifically only horror movies. It's called Shudder. Oh, I have yes. it. I think I know that. And it's amazing because <laughs> they have um uh, they make their own horror movies as well, nice. and they're really good. Nice. All so right. first
6: when you when you do your pumpkin carving, did you also roast the pumpkin seeds?
0: No, I actually haven't done any yet and I have not roasted oh. pumpkin seeds. I do... I, do I have a recipe for that? I think I do. I can find one oh, if I that need was to. So,
6: did any of you ever no. roast pumpkin seeds? That was some, no. That's the most fun. They're <laughs> wonderful. I yeah. just like
0: carving pumpkins, especially when we were drinking wine okay, and carving pumpkins. Okay, don't need pumpkins. to
1: talk about that. That, um, was,
0: uh, that one was the best and I got some uh, great stuff on that. Yeah, I
1: got some blackmail material. All right, can I go so now?
2: For our next...
1: Oh story. no! Oh, are we having a guest?
2: We have a guest.
1: So oh, exciting!
2: So let's bring in our next guest. This story is from friend of the show and host of the Thinking Atheist, Seth Andrews, Ooh. with his wonderful voice. Let's listen into what Seth says.
4: Carmen Winstead was seventeen years old. Awkward and shy, not many friends and a cloak of sadness all around her. She'd recently relocated from another city and try as she might to fit in, she was just too different for many of the other students. Carmen was different and the other girls at school never let her forget it, especially a gang of five that bullied her relentlessly. They called her the most terrible of names. One day, Carmen had forgotten her school books on a classroom desk, and when she came back to get them, she found that someone had written hateful words in Sharpie on every single page. She would retrieve her lunch bag to find that someone had poured something inside of it, glue or mud or worse. Her locker was constantly vandalized. She lived every day in fear and misery and loneliness. But finally, even the shy, diminutive Carmen decided that she had had enough, and she told the gang that she was going to stay behind after school to tell her teacher everything that had been happening. It was just before the end of the school day when a fire drill was announced, and the gang of five decided that this was a prime opportunity to stop Carmen in her tracks and humiliate her once again, this time in front of the entire school. The fire alarm rang, and the students funneled out into the schoolyard. At the end of the yard, near the fence, was a sewer drain. It had a round top that the girls had removed only minutes before, and it wasn't long before a gang of teasing girls pushed little Carmen toward it, taunting her, frightening her, ignoring her pleadings to, ''Just stop. Please stop.'' And then the girls pushed her down into that hole, laughing and pointing and sneering and reveling in the humiliation that helpless Carmen would feel in such a vile and disgusting place. They pushed her in and looked down upon her with glee, already anticipating the terrified look on her face. But the moment they looked down into the sewer, they realized that something had gone terribly wrong. Carmen Winstead lay at the bottom, unmoving, except that her face was now smashed and bloody, her body inert and lifeless. The girls decided to tell their teachers it was all an accident. Carmen had merely wandered to that corner of the yard and somehow just fallen in. That was the story they told to the police when the investigation began. We don't know why she fell in. She just walked over there and suddenly disappeared and it was just terrible. It's so terrible. The investigators believe their story and upon the retrieval of Carmen Winstead's body, it was determined that she broke her neck on a concrete shelf at the bottom of the sewer. They called it a freak accident. Emergency workers said they'd never forget the contorted expression, the look of terror on that girl's broken face. Shortly afterward, The five girls began reporting variations on the same story. One would be taking a shower and she would feel a finger touching her shoulder, but no one was there. Another would be brushing her teeth and a hand would touch her on the back, but she was all alone. The girls would hear laughter from beyond the walls, even when no one else was nearby. Some said they were sitting on the toilet, and they felt a touch from inside the bowl, as if something was crawling up from the sewer itself. And on one chilly October morning... The girls met each other in the schoolyard, their faces white, their eyes filled with tears, their hands trembling. Each one of them had awoken that morning, gotten out of bed, started their routine with the usual hot shower, but each, in different neighborhoods and different houses at different times, had emerged from the shower to see words written by a finger on the steamed bathroom mirror. For each girl, the words were exactly the same, I was pushed. In the days after, none of these girls found a restful night or enjoyed any kind of real peace. And one by one, each of the five would suddenly disappear at random times. Their bodies eventually discovered inside the schoolyard sewer. With the cover left open, their necks broken, their faces smashed and contorted, their fate sealed. All five of these girls caused Carmen's death. All five covered it up. All five are now covered again by the casket and the dirt... ...and the gravestone. And the authorities have still found no trace, no clue... ...no evidence for why any of them had died. Only the bodies discovered in the well. Only the aftermath. Does Carmen Winstead's spirit live on? Well, it is said that when you go into the bathroom... ...and you get that creepy feeling... ...and we all know the feeling... ...you look around the corner... You check behind the shower curtain. You fear something slithering up out of the drain. You hear the sound of pipes rattling. You feel a sudden chill. You double-check everything because it feels like you are being watched. You are in a place of isolation. You are naked, vulnerable. And you feel another presence in the room. Some people say it is Carmen Winstead discarded in the sewer so many years ago, humiliated and pushed to her death, now back from the grave and determined for all eternity to keep pushing back.
2: Such a good story! Okay. I love yeah. it. <laughs> that music, that music was music. perfect. The music makes it even worse, right? It, uh,
6: he, the could, voice is beautiful. He, if Seth ever wanted to expand or change careers, he, <laughs> he could totally do voiceovers could. of any spooky, crazy,
3: absolutely
6: or bizarre. TV movie—it doesn't make any difference. He draws you yes, in he does. to that creepiness. He's so an
2: excellent, easily. excellent storyteller.
6: Oh, beautiful! And
2: you know, for 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 uh, the listeners out there that uh, maybe are having a hard time with movies and young children, uh, here's a trick I use. Um, I make the the kids watch the movie without the sound. It's nowhere near as scary when you just have oh, the it's image. So true. Yeah. The sound play is the unsung hero of, a, of any horror story. I mean, even as we're doing yeah. this podcast right now, we get a little creepy music in the background, right? It really sets the I mood. think
1: it's your, your breathing that's really doing it.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I could do without this, but I can do without any bloody bits, too. Yeah. But so, that's true. Yeah, it, it is. That music is so atmospheric. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Can you
1: imagine watching Jaws without the music?
0: That would be boring. <laughs> it would be. Maybe it actually
1: would
2: be.
6: It would be really boring. Yeah, but we really, as adults, we really want to be scared. But we have to protect the kids so they're not traumatized. Yes, by
2: that. exactly. So I thought we'd finish tonight with uh, yours truly, once again. Um, in the past, I've had some like really original stories. This one, uh, I, had a, I needed a bit of inspiration. So I'd like to thank uh, Neil Gaiman, I guess, for one of his stories that I've kind of modified into a bit. So, uh, here is, uh, my story, and, uh, hope you guys enjoy.
3: Ooh, piano.
2: We were a new couple only started dating a couple weeks ago, and our work lives meant we barely had time for each other. So when she proposed spending the weekend together house-sitting her grandma's house, I jumped at the occasion. Being in a new relationship, I knew very little about her family. I knew she had some younger siblings, some vague cousins, and a widow for her grandmother. She had lost her husband in the war. The house we were to keep an eye on... ...was a mix between old Victorian and somewhat gothic. The perfect setting for a ghost story. I could tell it on my podcast... So I was feeling inspired. The place felt dusty and damp... ...but amongst the fall colors... ...a certain romantic feel made me forget the creepiness of the place. I had barely crossed the threshold of the entrance, and she had greeted me with a passionate kiss and embrace. Interesting place, I commented. Yes, she replied. I used to come here often as a little girl. Her grandmother had clearly fallen on harder times, judging by the dust and the cobwebs. Lights seemed to flicker on and off. You're doing work up the road, she said. That must explain the wonky wattage. Wonky wattage. (laughs) She's so cute. I'm sure this house has an interesting story, I muttered. I'm sure it does, she replied. Mom always said it was haunted and refused to let any one of us alone in here. Grandma jokes that she talks to demons in here poor woman has probably lost it. She lustfully looked at me and gracefully wrapped her arms around my shoulders. As she pulled me in for another of her trademark passionate kisses, a shadow and a hiss caught my attention. Bad kitty, she said, spoiled a moment. It was quickly replaced with a peck on my lips as she gasped forget the milk. Ugh, oh, I can't make that Alfredo sauce I promised you without it. Before I had a chance to say that, it didn't matter. She had grabbed her car keys and was at the door. I'll be back in ten at the most. Keep an eye out on Billy, will you? Be right back. Keep that sexy butt of yours right there. And she blew a kiss at me. Sexy buddy. I thought as I heard the engine of the car turn over. Glad she noticed. Felt more suave now. It's nice to know that she wants you. The tick tock of the grandfather clock woke me from my daydream. The house was quiet now, and the creep factor rose by seven. In the silence, I was alone with a cat that didn't seem to like me. Light flickering upstairs. If we were seemingly only spiders as an audience. Hi, was whispered, coming from the kitchen. I turned to see a small boy, watching from behind the kitchen island. He must be no older than five or six. With a grass stain on his pant leg, face had some dirt, and he's sipping on a juice box. Are you Corey's boyfriend? He asked. I realized that must be her younger brother. "'You must be Billy,' I said. He smiled, then nodded. (laughs) Silly me, I thought Billy was the cat. "'Yes, I am Cory's boyfriend.' I adopted a taller stance, quite involuntarily. I knew it was to my advantage to have the kid like me. Brownie points in my favor. "'Billy,' I said. "'That's short for William, I presume.' good strong name you'll grow up into a strong man I bet Billy smiled back at me still with a straw between his teeth I like you he said you're nice the flickering lights grabbed Billy's attention don't worry I said I think it's just the construction down the road oh I'm not scared Billy said I speak to the others that come in the house he sat down on a stool. He climbed by the counter. The others, I said. What others? I queried. Some live in the darkness, Billy said, especially at night. They tell scary stories. Do you tell scary stories? Sometimes I do. But don't worry, they aren't real. Sometimes we tell scary stories for fun like when I'm on my radio podcast. What's fun about being scared? He asked. I don't like being scared. I immediately adopted a big brother reassuring stance. Sometimes, I explained, we like to scare each other to remember to be grateful to be alive. Though we know no real monsters exist, we let our imaginations run away and that can be fun. Do you understand? No, he said. Can I get another juice box? I reach into the fridge for an apple juice box and ask, "Those others in the dark, are they like vampires?" <laughs> no, that's silly, Billy really said. Are they like mummies? You know, are they like wrapped in like toilet paper? <laughs> Billy snickered, spilling juice on his shirt. I like you. You're funny. Can I show you my room? He quickly grabbed two fingers and eagerly led me into the dining room towards the stairs. Bingo, I thought. Won the kid over. Corey is bound to be happy. I was hoping to get the house to ourselves, but I'm sure the kid won't stop our fun weekend. I spotted a spider web as we started climbing the stairs. Maybe the others eat, you know, like spiders, you know, they suck you up dry from the inside. That's weird, Beauty said, no, they mostly eat dead things. I don't like dead things, maybe the spider can try that too, (laughs) he said giggling. As we reached top of the faintly lit stairs, my eyes started to get used to the dark. Billy was still leading, rather confidently, towards his room.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: A vibration in my pocket, the phone. It's Corey. I managed to maneuver the device in one hand as Billy cheerfully led me to the third door on the right. Hello? Hi babe, you on your way back? Yes, she said, enthusiastically. Got the milk and some extra noodles. I'll be there in like three minutes. Not too bored? No. Billy's taking me to his room. He's quite the scamp. He's a good kid. She went quiet. Baby, she said. Billy's the cat. My soul froze, and my mind raced. It all became clear. The haunted house, mom not leaving anyone alone, grandma's demons, the others who lived in the darkness at night tell scary stories and eat dead things. He, it, meant us, humans. The enthusiastic hold of the kid had unbeknownst to me turned into a death grip from which I could not free myself. I had assumed he was Billy, not the cat. And he, it, just went along. My phone dropped from my hands as I was pulled into the darkness of the room.
0: Hello? Hello?
2: And that was my story.
6: Oh. I like it. Spooky. That's, that's, a, nice. that's a way to start a weekend. <laughs>
2: was very meta.
6: <laughs> Certainly not the weekend
2: you were hoping for. No, not the week. Hey, uh, you know what? I managed to escape, or did I?
3: Uh,
6: sure you did. No. You may have a ghost host.
2: Exactly, a ghost host. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah.
6: That's why Halloween is so much fun. You know? Yes, it, it, it is. is. It, it mean, is. Yeah.
2: It, it's, uh...
6: I mean, if you were a ghost, would you want to come back on Halloween or would you rather oh
2: I would have so much fun as a ghost I would have so much fun as a ghost part of me almost hopes there is such a thing as being a ghost (laughs) so I can become one one day
0: none (laughs) of us would ever have peace again
2: that's true I would haunt you all (laughs) Do the, like a the, the ring thing or you know you listen to Left of the Valley and the ghost of Kevin comes at and
3: wants yeah. you
6: seven
2: days after or something like that.
3: Oh, yeah. I
6: mean you just wonder would you be by yourself or would there be other ghosts with I mean it's just it's just it, it's just food for the imagination mm-hmm. isn't it? It's just great.
2: In finishing uh, what's your favorite uh, scary movie or one that really kind of gave you the chills?
1: Oh I don't know I know there's one that I want to watch that is going to freak me out mm-hmm. Um, uh, Hannibal Holocaust, a uh, cannibal Holocaust, oh, is yeah, that's one I classic. really want to watch because, but it's absolutely horrifying. But I'm like, it's ex- really excited to watch it.
2: <laughs> you you like the gore thing, do you?
1: Sometimes, yeah. yeah. It depends. It really, really depends.
2: There was there was one movie that I, I saw a couple of years ago, and they're remaking another one here. It was called The Grudge, and I thought that thing was spooky as hell to me. Yeah. i didn't think the ring was that spooky It came just a bit after the ring the ring was everybody really likes that movie they think it's spooky but i thought the grudge was way spookier that little chinese asian ghost and the noise she makes just like oh
1: <laughs> it is a creepy noise especially when she's like coming down the stairs like backwards
2: yeah and she actually the actress actually she, does yeah. that she actually does that's that that's why
1: it looks so amazing
2: it, lo- it looks absolutely amazing
0: what practical you,
6: effects are the best <sighs>
0: I don't even know.
6: But there was one, I'm trying to think if it was in the 60s. No, I think it was in the 70s. And it was a French movie called Diabolique. And it wasn't on the list. Mm. But it was one of the the scariest and most terrifying. I personally don't like to to go to really scare like terrifying. Mm -hmm. It's too unsettling for me. So I, I can't. But I love the ones, as I said before, in the 30s and 40s because they were camp. Mm. You know, they had an elegance yes. about them. You know that is missing in a lot of movies. So I watch those and love them.
2: I remember watching it as a child. I don't know the title of this movie, but it was the story was a, a classic horror thing, but there was a demon in there that was haunting a house, you never see the demon at all until there is one flash towards the end where you see the face of the thing. But the whole time, the the presence is known, felt, you know, there's like automatic writing and all that kind of stuff. Spooky, Mm -hmm. spooky obvious, But it was really artistic because you never actually see the creature (laughs) until that one flash and that was it that's all you saw and I I can't for the life of me remember the title of that movie but I thought it was really really well done
0: I mean I know one that's always fun to watch around uh, Halloween actually I think I started watching it with my friend Allie she was the first one to show it to me it was the Rocky Horror Picture Show oh Oh, yeah. that's
6: (laughs) classic yeah
0: Um, also I grew up watching uh, Halloween Town oh fantastic did you
6: ever go to a Rocky Horror Midnight Show I have not I've I've been but I've not dressed up (laughs) <laughs> but but I've people one. that go and, and dress up. Oh yeah, for
2: like sure, that. for sure. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me, ladies. Well,
6: listeners. You've heard all of our stories. Send in what your are favorite stories. Send yes. in, yeah, send in some of the movies that because um, I know we've probably awoken some of those, you know, <laughs> it, it, down deep in your chilly bones. So mm-hmm. let us know what you like or what you're terrified of. We'd love to hear.
2: Perfect. You can send that at left at the valley at outlook.com mm-hmm. You can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter at TV podcast. You can find us on uh, give us a five star review and uh, wherever you find us helps us and helps others find the show you want to become a patron and help the work what we do here you go to patreon slash letv am i missing anything no i don't think so (laughs) perfect have a fun and safe halloween yes Mm -hmm. and we're gonna let you guys end uh with the classic monster mash
3: yeah
2: yeah that's a very from uh, bobby boris pickett
0: also be nice to black cats should be nice to all cats, but especially black ones on Halloween.
2: <laughs> so have a safe Halloween, guys. Enjoy.
5: I was working in the lab late one night When my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from his slab began to rise Suddenly, to my surprise, he did, the, he did the, monster the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. He, he did the monster mash. Wow. From my laboratory in the castle east, wow. to the master bedroom where the vampires feast. Wow. The ghouls all came from their humble To get a jolt from my electrodes they did the the monster mash. mash. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. They did the the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman. Dracula and his son. The scene was rocky, all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the crypt kicker five. They played the, match. They played the monster match. It was a graveyard smash It caught on in a flash. They played the monster mash. Out from his coffin, Drax's voice did ring. Seems he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, "Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's It's now the monster mash. And it's a graveyard smash. It's caught on in a flash." It's now the Monster Mash Now everything's cool Jack's a part of the band And my Monster Mash Is the hit of the land For you the living This mash was meant to When you get to my door Tell them to descend then you can Then you can Monster Mash And do my graveyard smash You'll catch on in a flash Then you can Monster Mash